0: Good evening, and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I mentioned her yesterday. A brilliant comedian who was the first blonde bombshell. Who is beautiful, but at the same time can hold her own as a comedian. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. We're talking about Miss Jean Harlow. In fact Mar- Marilyn Monroe's real name was Norma Jean Baker. She was named after the blonde bombshell and her family they called her the baby because she, she had that face. She started out in silence and then and then transitioned to talkies, you know films with sound and then she did of course dinner at eight, which is from nineteen thirty three. Died very young, but we're going to talk about her career, which was filled with so many funny moments, including where she's uh, in a barrel trying to take a bath with Clark and Clark Gables trying to get her out in the film Red Dust, which, which was a pre code film. And in terms of what was going on, the scenes, the situations, she held her own.
1: Hey! Hey!
2: How many times have I told you to let down those curtains?
1: Why? They've all gone off to work.
2: You heard me. Let them down.
1: What's the matter? Afraid I'll shock the Duchess? Don't you suppose she's ever seen a French postcard?
2: Let
1: this curtain down. This is the last bad will ever. Get out of there. Say, okay, what's the idea? What? Getting in that barrel. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm going over Niagara Falls. Whoop. <laughs> hey, you're supposed to rinse off of that gourd. Hey, listen. Do you know we drink that water? Yeah, well, you won't this unless you are stubborn and insist on Oh, no, don't, Denny. I'm in it. Now, stop. Now, don't, Denny. Gee, can't a girl take a bath in privacy without... Oh, good morning. You're just in time to see the train sealed. Hey, Denny, scrub my back. Get back in that fair. Oh, don't, Denny. You just said you didn't want me in it. More occurrence like this, and you live in that shack across the river. I will not. And if you think I give a...
2: Disturbance.
0: One of the guests was misusing the plumbing. I thought you'd go with Jerry. So that's Clark Gable trying to wow an actress who was in her my her name escapes me right now. She was in uh, the Maltese Falcon. Yeah. Let me let me get to her because I when I yeah Mary Astor Mary Astor yeah, <sighs> Jean Harlow born Harleen Harlow Carpenter March third nineteen eleven, died June seventh nineteen thirty seven. She was nicknamed the Blonde Bombshell and the Platinum Blonde. She was popular for her laughing vamp screen persona. Harlow was in the film industry for only nine years, but she became one of Hollywood's biggest movie stars, whose image in the public eye has endured. In 1999, the American Film Institute ranked Harlow at number 22 on their greatest female screen legends of classical Hollywood cinema. It was was Howard Hughes that put her in her first film, Hell's Angels, 1930. He became disillusioned with her after the film was unsuccessful. So she went to MGM. MGM. She did Red-Headed Woman in 1932, Red Dust, which I just played, Dinner at Eight, Reckless and Susie. She also had a long relationship with the actor William Powell. Now, William Powell wouldn't marry her because he had already been married to Carol Lombard, who was also a blonde bombshell and a comedian. And he said, I've already been married to one blonde bombshell. I won't be married to another. But he he, he loved Jean Harlow and he loved working with her. And I mentioned her because... A lot of people, I they think, oh, that it began with Marilyn Monroe, and even Marilyn Monroe said that if it weren't for Jean Harlow, she wouldn't be who you know. Jean Jean Harlow, in fact, Gwen Stefani, the singer of No Doubt, played Jean Harlow in the film The Aviator. It was Martin Scorsese who I guess saw her. And said you know you, you should play Jean Harlow And so that's what she did She played Jean Harlow in The Aviator Which is about Howard Hughes Oh my goodness She was funny She was really really funny And I loved some of the dialogue That she said in films She had some of the best moments You knew when Jean Harlow was on screen It was going to be funny
2: all right,
1: he. Uh-huh. Hey! What's the idea? You poor sap! How many times do I have to tell you you haven't a chance of. Well, for the love of mud, where am I sleeping? On a racetrack? Come on, let's have it. Who are you? Where'd you come from? Don't rush me, brother. I'm Pollyanna the Glad Girl.
2: I see. Came up on the boat with him, eh?
1: I came up on the boat, sure, but not with that. He was in the steerage, as far as I was concerned. I thought I'd convinced this drunken woman. Get him out of here, will ya? Why'd you get off the boat at all? You know it doesn't stop here again for four weeks, don't you? Sure, I do think I'm overjoyed about it, but it's just got to be, that's all. Well, then? I left the boat here for the same reason I took it at Sagan. What reason? I got mixed up in a little trouble, and I thought I'd stay out of town until the gendarmes forgot about it. And what a cast-iron nerve you've got. You have to have in my line. But don't worry, big boy. I'll stay out from underfoot. I'll even pay for my board if you insist on it nicely. You're the head man around here, aren't you? Come on, ma'am. You're not going to leave the corpse here. It's his room. Didn't you know? Honest, I didn't. I just took the first room the houseboy showed me. Oh, please, you guys. This place is full of lizards and cockroaches as it is. One more won't hurt. Well, you know, Denny, she might be able to sew. I haven't got a pair of pants to my name with a full set of buttons on them. Yeah. It's bad enough having to play around with them in Sagon. Much less they have one in your house. Not bad looking. That doesn't change her. Aha, beams What happened to that quarter of beef? Did you leave your refrigerator door open again? Yes, sir, Miss Denny Ice saw all water You know not want beef now Oh, st- stinky, stinky <laughs> <laughs> uh, Better eat something, Denny Yeah, later maybe
0: And so that's when when Jean Harlow comes in to any scene in a film. It's memorable. She's got that voice. She's got that way of what she do she uses with the dialogue and then her body at the same time. And her last film Saratoga, which is I don't I don't know if I've ever seen it. It's sad. Her story doesn't have a good ending, but the films are so funny. And so I think for, you know, the fact that she still lives on film for us is, is really a magical thing. And um, that's why I want you all to bask in her genius. Uh-oh. Mrs. Who?
2: Jordan. Mrs. Oliver Jordan. Just a minute.
1: Who's that on the telephone? A uh, Mrs. Oliver Jordan wants to speak to you on the phone. Who? Mrs. Jordan. Mrs. Oliver Jordan? Yeah. Holy cat, hand me that telephone you nip whip. Hello, Mrs. Jordan. Of course I remember you. I've seen you at the races. Mr. Jordan and I are giving a small dinner for Lord and Lady Ferncliff, two very dear friends of mine from England. Gee, that sounds swell to me. Well, it's awful nice of you to ask us, Mrs. Jordan. We'll be glad to accept. Well, goodbye. Don't you want to know the
2: date?
1: (laughs) Oh, sure, honey. Friday, a week from tonight, dinner at eight. Thanks. Well, goodbye for real this time, Mrs. Jordan. Tina, get my engagement book. Well, it's around here somewhere. Take this down. Next Friday evening, at the Oliver Jordan's, dinner at eight, me eating with Lord and Lady Faincliffe. Well, you don't have to write that down, stupid. Listen, Tina, don't crack about this to Mr. Packett. I want to spring it on him at the right time. That slug never wants to meet any refined people. Get out of the way, Tina. Hey, wait a minute. What did Doctor Talbot say? What time's he coming? Well, he didn't say exactly. He asked, "Was there any symptoms?" And I said, "No, I didn't think so." And he said, "All right then, he'd be over sometime today." Well, I got a cold and my legs ache all over.
0: Well, you didn't tell me to say that, Mrs. Packard. Well, you should have known it. Wait, before you... And so that's uh Jean Harlow and Dinner at Eight. As you can tell, she is not very kind to her her maid. But I think they know each other beyond that. Like they knew each other before she married the husband that she's married to. Here's a red-headed woman, with her and Una Merkel.
1: <laughs> and there we were, like an uncensored movie, when in is Mrs. William Legender Jr. and catches us, right in the old family parlor. <gasps> oh, you dirty little home homewrecker. Oh, what do you think that's gonna get you? Listen, Sally, I made up my mind a long time ago. I'm not gonna spend my whole life on the wrong side of the railroad tracks. Well, I hope you don't get hit by a train while you're crossing over. A girl's a fool that doesn't get ahead. Say, it's just as easy to hook a rich man as it is to get hooked by a poor one. Oh, so that's what you're gonna do. That's it. I'm gonna amount to something in this town. You'll see. Sure. Well, you son of a sea snake, have you got on my new pajamas? Well, uh... Yeah, well, you shake right out of them, Hortense. All right. I'm too important these days to sleep informally. What if there'd be a fire? You'd have to cover up to keep from being recognized. Say, Mug, have a little more respect out of you, now that I belong to one of the fine old families. Oh, yeah? Well, if I were you, I'd go a little bit slow. What do you mean by that? Well, Bill Legendre and his wife might get together and decide that you are merely a strange interlude. Strange interlude, nothing. When I kiss
0: them, they stay kissed for a long time. Redheaded Woman with uh, Jean Harlow and Una Merkel. It's a pre-code scene. Because, you know, if you listen to Red Dust, there are some moments where it sounds like she's saying the F word. And that, that's what was happening in those pre-code days in the 1930s. Back then, they could say it. Versus now, where it's bleed. Here you go. This is Gene Harlow and Bombshell.
1: Glad to see the press. <laughs> I know it's pretty early, but Space Hanlon said we could talk at breakfast and on the way to location. Your studio couldn't have a better publicity head than Hamlin, Lola. He can always fit things in. He certainly can. As uh, summer, uh uh winter. Uh, Show Miss Carol into the music room. I'll join you in a moment. Ha! Space Hanlon always fits things in, does he? Give me a minute to myself. That's what, and all those lies he's had printed about me ever since I've been in this business. Listen, sweetheart, you'd still be an extra if it wasn't for me and what I know to feed the public. I'll call a studio car, Lola. Space Hammond, that double crossing. My to... daughter, Miss Carroll, is waiting. A fine time to arrange an interview with a person not half awake. No, and... but oh, but daughter, don't stop. <laughs> and now, Miss Carroll, what's it to be? We can start in while we're waiting. All right. Uh, let's start with your early life, Lola. Uh, see if we can get a new slant on it, eh? Let's see. Uh, born in Illinois, wasn't it? Yes. You see, when Mother died, well, I we gonna... uh, We had extensive acreage in the southern part of the state. I, I dabbled in breeding thoroughbreds and trotters. <laughs> Lola has always known and loved animals ever since she was born. <laughs> you see, <clears throat> I always told her that animals were like human beings. When did you first think of entering pictures, Lola? Well, always, I guess. Uh, I always fostered Lola's interest and ability in histrionics. Perhaps I should have heeded the call to the theater myself, but I, I've i been glad to be just a sportsman, I guess. <clears throat> but I've always listened to Lola recite. Forced her to, in fact. Uh, watched her dictions, her postures, you understand? The uh-huh. studio car just arrived with this new script. You'll have to get right over there. Studio? Well, what about location? You know, it's raining out in Riverside. Called off our thing. <laughs> oh, new scenes, new lines, everything. Oh, what's this? I don't recognize it. Retakes on red dust. The Hayes office censored something, and the picture's got to open Monday in New York. Come on, we'll have to hurry. But I don't know these lines. I... Gosh, that means a different makeup, and I have to have my hair changed again. I ask you, Miss Carroll, as one lady to another, isn't that a load of clams? It's a nine o'clock call on stage seven. You'll just make it. All right, let's go. I'll yeah, well, we'll have the sandwiches on some other time, Miss Carroll. but I guess you know everything anyway. Where's Loretta? Where's Marco? Where's Glimpo? Loretta, will you hurry up? We're late to the studio yeah. now. From the marquee. Down, stop. When the marquee calls, tell him to come to the studio. Down, Glimpo, Barker.
0: So in Bombshell, Jean Harlow is, in a way, pa- playing a parody of herself, but not so much a parody, because everyone was living off of her, unfortunately. And that's what happens in a Hollywood, well, a family, where someone is basically the breadwinner. And then in 1936, she matched Wits with Miss uh, Myrna Loy in Wife versus Secretary. <laughs>
1: No, it's too late. It sails in a half an hour, so there's no use to send it to special delivery. No. Special delivery, please.
2: That'll be thirteen cents. Hey, miss, you forgot your change.
1: The French Line here. hurry, please. I want to talk to you. We're leaving in a few minutes. It'll only take a minute. I'm not at all interested. You're going to hear me, though. My husband lost me. He's innocent. You want me to go back to him. What else? But I don't want you to go back to him. I hope he never sees you again. You're frank about it, anyway. You'd really better go... If you leave him now, you'll never get him back. Yes. that's occurred to me? He's going to be lonely. His life won't end with you, you know. And when the rebound sets in, he's going to turn to the woman nearest. And you know who it'll be. I'm sure I do. Tomorrow he's taking me to Bermuda as a friend. But it won't go on like this. But he soon he'll want to buy me things. That's how it always starts. And then it'll be too late. Because if he ever turns to me, I won't turn away. You've only a minute. I'll take him second best, but he'll be fairly happy. Not as happy as he was. Not as happy as you could make him, but as happy as anybody else could make him. You're still going? Yes. You're a fool, for which I'm grateful.
0: So even in those moments, Gene Harlow could be very dramatic.
2: But the gate said, isn't a shame about... The track, Here we go. you take my bed? Oh,
1: sure. All right. It
2: was a sad, sad thing that happened. The day she died, as I was leaving the lot, the cop at the gate said, isn't it a shame about Miss Harlow? I said, what are you talking about? We knew she was sick. He said she just died, which was a real shock. So I went home. That night, I got a call from the studio. Well, Mr. Thalberg wants to see, which I thought was a joke. And Mr. Gable's going to be here. Clark and Mr. Thalberg and a few other fellows were there. And they wanted to see what I looked like and everything. And Gable finally said, I'll test with her. And had they remade Saratoga, I would have done it. But they were smart. They figured, we'll use what we can of Harlow's stuff. And naturally, the people want to see her the last time. When did you start smoking cigars?
1: Oh, I just picked it up. I'm trying to obey doctor's orders.
2: He said, uh, no more cigarettes. And they had double for her that was fantastic. They shot from the back, from the side, and everything. And they covered beautifully. And that's the way it was released.
1: That was Duke's cigar you smoked in Miami, wasn't it? Yes, Hartley, it was.
2: You can leave the track now, Duke.
0: Princey, I love you. And that's the unfortunate end of Jean Harlow. And I discovered her through the American Film Institute. I remember watching that clip and thinking, who is this chick talking about cheese? And in a a really silly way With Clark Gable And that's why Jean Harlow is important As a comedian She still makes you laugh After all these years
1: Here, cut that out and eat some you just get stewed I never get
2: stewed What if I did? Would it turn your hair gray?
1: No, but it'll put red spots on your liver, especially if you don't eat something. Oh, come on, big boy. I know you've had a hard day in the office. Hey, get out of here. Put the rest of that cheese in your mouth where it'll do the most good. I'll go quietly, officer. Mm-hmm. But The other's Gorgonzola. I happen to like Roquefort. I like Gorgonzola. Is there any brand that would stop you from talking? I'd order a ton of it. I'll keep quiet. You know, you wouldn't like Roquefort if you knew the way it was made. They've got a whole town that does nothing but make Roquefort somewhere in France. I was reading about it the other day. It comes from sheep's milk, did you know that? And they do the rottenest things to the sheep, uh, uh, ewes, don't they call them? Before they milk them, the cheese people slap them all around underneath to make the milk thicker. And then they put it in a cave underground. I
2: don't care where it's
1: made or Who slaps who? All I want you and to you do is... You don't have to snarl about it. There are a lot of people that would be mighty interested to know how they slap cheese I'm out. not interested in cheese. You said you liked rope, and I was just telling you how they slapped it out. Do you want me to slap you out of this room? You and what man's army? If you don't keep quiet, I'm going to lock you up in one of the outhouses. What would you think of that? I'd still like Ropeford. I mean, Gorgonzola. <laughs> there, I knew you had a laugh in you. That's perfect. Shake and go to the head of your class. <sighs> now, wait a minute, Fred. Come here now you talk too much but you're a cute little trick of that why haven't you been around before you change your mind quick enough your hair always been that color Uh uh-huh always been a tailhead. and you always shut your face off that way well i like that
0: that is our celebration gene harlow gone but not forgotten watch those films laugh you'll discover the original blonde bombshell who was a funny comedian as always unpleasant dreams